Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today I'm interviewing a fabulous woman called Sharon Hess. Sharon, where is it you're from? Uh, Well, I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, and now I live in Phoenix, Arizona. Excellent. Well, a very warm welcome to you, Sharon, from currently today, Phoenix in Arizona. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Lynn. What I'd like to do is uh, into introduce the title of what this episode is going to be around. So Sharon come up with a brilliant title, I think. And it's going to be around, if you're looking for love, do this, not that. <laughs> <laughs> so Sharon, if you're looking for love, do this, <laughs> not that. What is the this, <laughs> not that? <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. I'll just share with your audience. Um, Lynn and I were having a conversation and we were talking about, you know, what to talk about. And that just popped in. Okay. Um, So basically, in a nutshell, and of course, there's a lot more to it. But the do this is be yourself and not that try to fit into somebody else's mold. Isn't that the truth? So, So how does somebody start that process then? You know, how do you sort of say, well... When you're thinking about being your authentic self, what what does that look like and how do you explain that to people? Okay, so it's kind of interesting. You know, I uh, years back, I when I started my spiritual path, I my journey began with A Course in Miracles. And uh, the thing I love about um, that spiritual path is it's really all about knowing yourself and self-love and knowing how to connect to your divine self. And the beautiful thing is when you learn how to connect to your divine self, your spirituality is all about your authenticity, right? Then that kind of like flows over into everything and everywhere in your life. Now, working with clients over the years, what I've discovered is we actually block ourselves from uh, who we are on a soul level and, and who we really, truly came here to be and who we want to be, we will block that one of three ways, health, wealth, or relationships. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes we have a mixture of those three. But I think the the biggest way we do that is with relationships because relationships really, really teach us about ourselves, right, mm. um, as well as other people. But it really, it shows us um, what it is that we truly desire. And it also gives us contrast where we learn what we don't really want. But we have this ego separate, you know, I just call it crazy part of ourself (laughs) that actually um, instead of looking at something as contrast, meaning, okay, so I experienced that. I saw that that's not what I want. We think, oh, well, I should want that. So I'm going to try to make myself be that. 
or I'm going to try to make myself want that. And that, you know, creates so much unhappiness in this world. Can you give us an example, Sharon? Okay, so let's let's say that you're you want me to go into dating, marriage, which which direction you think I should go here? Yeah, I think maybe you think most of your clients are are interested in probably dating and and you know like the male female dance as it were, you know, because mm. it is a dance although I you know men are different, we think different. Women is women, we don't think that at first you know when I was young I just always treated a guy like a treated woman I didn't realize there are you know stark different differences in the way that we process things right yes so let's say that you're um that I mean that a guy asks you out on a date and you're obviously attracted to the guy that's why you say yes and you go out on the date with him but sometime let's say you're having dinner and sometime during the dinner, she says something that's kind of like a red flag in a sense that, um, uh, let's say he says, oh, my last girlfriend uh, had a teenager and um, he was just horrible. And I just really, you know, I, I really didn't like being around him. Uh, so deep in your heart and soul, the way that makes you feel is, ew, you know, this guy really, you know, that was kind of icky the way he said that. But then... You're, you don't want to be alone and you want to have somebody in your life so bad you kind of overlook that, all right? So um, later on down the line, it, it's more things start coming out that are, that are the same, um, I don't I want to say issue because, you know, people are who they are and the guy has a right to be who he is, but it just doesn't fit with you and it just doesn't fit with what brings you joy and happiness and peace and, you know, love and all of that in your life. So you start making excuses like, okay, well, maybe, maybe, you know, the woman's son really was a little twit, you know, maybe I, maybe he was horrible and, you know, maybe the guy's just saying something that's true, but you don't really know. You have to go, you, have, you know, you really have to learn, you have to go with your gut feeling and how it makes you feel. Right. Mm -hmm. Because our emotions are like energy in motion. And the reason that we're attracted to people are not attracted or things feel good to us or things don't is because they don't fit with who we are and who we are on an energetic level. Does, does that explain it better for you? It does explain it better. And, you know, I think we can all relate to that, you know, sort of not really listening to those gut instinct red flags when you know like you say we're so desperate to have something whether whether that person is right for us or not in terms of a relationship that we ignore those signals that are, you know are waving those red flags and, and exactly like yeah, you and said, you know that doesn't mean that we can't compromise right no it doesn't mean that we can't step back and look at ourselves and go well you know is that really important to me am i am i being too picky right mm. um you know because sometimes you know listen i've been married 47 years mm -hmm. and uh you know there was a lot of compromise early on in our relationship anyone who's been married for a number of years knows that a marriage and a relationship takes some compromises but what you have to you have to pay attention to is is it is it really that important and it may really be that important to you but but the the most important thing for you to do okay and this is one of those do this not that is to be honest with yourself right mm -hmm. because sometimes we we will not even allow ourselves 
to be honest enough with ourselves to look at, is that something that I am willing to compromise on? Is that a core belief that I can change? Is that because of a belief that somebody else gave me? Or is it a belief that, you know, is really, really important to me? You know, because what I teach my clients is a belief, it doesn't matter if belief is true or not. If you believe it, it's true for you. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be true, right or real. You know, does it serve you or doesn't it? (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, you might have a belief in your belief system. You know, I've changed beliefs, you know, I can't even tell you how many times in my life. But, you know, they serve you in the moment, but moving forward, it may not serve you. Mm. But you really need to pay attention. The reason I was saying pay attention to the not that is if it is important to you, don't compromise it because you're not ready to. Or it's, it's really it's really something that is um, I'm trying to think of how to say this. It's like it's really, really a part of your makeup that's not going to change. Right. Because we all want to be better and we all want to change for the better. But we want a partner that helps us do that. We want a relationship and relationships aren't just with men, you know, they can be with your boss, they can be with your best friend. Um, you know, I had friends in my life that just came, this came to me that, you know, we were friends for a while, but then we just kind of, you know, like drifted apart because we had served what that relationship was there to teach us. Doesn't mean it was wrong. It doesn't mean it was bad. Right. We just drifted apart. And, that happens in all relationships. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I like the terminology, you know, when it comes to relationships. Some are for a reason, some are for a season, and some are for a lifetime. Exactly. And, you know, you get to choose. So Yes. <laughs> I'm laughing, but, you know, it's like we think, oh, I have to make this work. Well, yeah, maybe you do, maybe you don't, you know. Yeah. If you think you – I just I posted this today because it popped in my head this morning I thought oh that's really profound um it's if you think you don't have the choice you're wrong <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> plain right. and simple right? isn't that great <laughs> it is right definitely yeah we always have a choice nobody controls the real estate between your ears except yourself yeah absolutely true yeah 100 percent believe that so i i just um you know, around the the theme of relationships in general, know that, you know, also that some relationships, you don't necessarily be, need to be in touch such as with friends. I've got some of them. I can just pick that friendship up again five years later and we can pick up where we left off without necessarily needing to be in touch with each, with each other all the time. Absolutely. Boy, isn't that the truth? I mean, I have, I have someone, you popped in my head when you said that, I haven't talked to him in 10 years. But I could call them today and it would be like we talked yesterday, mm. you know? So, yeah, absolutely. So, so here's something I thought about, though, I, I wanted to share with your audience, you know? Um, and I actually, I remember this was the beginning of an article that I wrote, is that I had a, a friend when I, when I was young and um, she was she was marrying this guy and there were things about him that she really didn't you know like or care for and um i said well why are you why are you marrying him and she said well because i can change (laughs) 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 it's like the only person you can change is yourself right but when you're young you think you can change somebody else uh which you know you can you can give other people 
suggestions or you can try and help guide them or whatever. But they have to make the choice to change, right? Absolutely. So, you know, she so she was complaining about stuff he didn't do, and oh, but he'll change once we're married. Well, you know, getting married and having a signed piece of paper does not mean that the person's going to change, right? I am. Uh, so I'll, I'll take this full circle all the way back to what we were talking about in the beginning about when you go out with someone and you see these red flags. You know, it's a lot of times we will settle for less than we want and deserve, just like the guy on the date, don't want to be alone, so I'll put up with his, you know, him being not the person I want him to be. Um, so sometimes we will settle because we think that that's all we will ever get. Now, here's the thing with the universe, okay? You have to have room for that person to come in, and you're not going to have the room for that correct, the right person for you to come in if you have it filled up with the wrong people. I agree. You know, we only have so much bandwidth, and, as it were. <laughs> we only have so many hours in a day. And uh, if you're using it up already, right, you have to make room for the other things that you want. So that certainly plays a part in relationships and in love, you know. Um, but but I think I think... What do I want to call it? Human love, um, earthly love. Uh, I don't know I, if you have a term for it or not. But basically, when we get in, into, I say male, female, but you know, it could be female, female, male, male. You know, whatever you're 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 into, that's fine. I don't judge, and we shouldn't judge anyone by any means. But um, those kind of love relationships are so far away from unconditional love that we really seek. Mm. right yes. that that's why we're so challenged in them i think i agree yeah i mean what you were saying about you know the the woman that you knew who you know even though she could see those red flags in her in the guy she was going to marry she still married him thinking that you know she could change him and in i think that's a common thing that women do they always think that they can change men but like you said hundred percent it's so it's down to you to change yourself and on the back of you changing yourself then you might inspire right. him to change but don't go into a relationship thinking you can change or fix him because that's likely to cause distance and disconnect if anything right yeah right and you know it's like a marriage is a is a partnership like any partnership and you know you you will have to go through negotiations and compromises but it's not going to change the person, you know, it's just not. We are, we are who we are and we are who we are for a reason. It's like what I do is I, I uh, look at souls in the Akashic Record. I look at, look at someone's, you know, like soul history and, and that type of thing. And, and we all have like a, like a core, um, I don't know what's called, foundation when we were first created, when our soul was first created. We had this foundation and that foundation doesn't change, mm. right? The fact that we're still connected to God or universe or whatever you call it, creator, that which created all that is, we're still connected to that, but we don't think we are. So we look for all kinds of ways to fill that void. And I think the biggest way we do it is with other people. Definitely. And I'm not, I'm not saying as well, you know, within that you can't, um, I suppose, 
have the relationship you want if if a partner has got a trait or a habit that you don't particularly like uh, because there are ways that you can communicate and inspire a person to change without having it in mind well I'll just fix him you know (laughs) for example exactly and also it may be something that you need to not be so picky about yeah and you may be you need to really this is something I really really learned working with people is a lot of the stuff that we're picky about is because somebody else told us we were supposed to be. Mm. It's like a parent, a um, you know, a sibling, a, a teacher, uh, you know, whatever. Somebody else said it, and we thought, oh, well, that's a good idea. I'll make that part of my rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I call it, you know, when people should all over you, you should do this, you should do that, exactly. you should do the other. <laughs> you know, don't allow people to should all over you. Exactly. Stop shitting on yourselves. <laughs> yes, exactly as well. You know, because we don't, we uh, as well do that, should all over ourselves within that. Yeah. So in this, so there, there again, it's like, so we, um, we think a lot of times that other people should fit to change into our agenda and we're not the one and we're not willing to compromise. So there's, you know, it's all, it's a balance. It's a beautiful balance. And, you know, my belief, okay, and I say it's a belief because it's something that could be changed, right? Mm. If, it's, if it's eternal, it's not just the belief, it's wisdom. But, you know, my belief is that people come into um, our awareness, our arena, into our experiences in life to help us grow and expand, not just on a soul level, but here in, you know, our beautiful experience that we're having here on earth. So I think other people can really help us grow and expand in so many different ways if we allow it. Most definitely. And, and that doesn't just mean, um, you know, potential romantic partners. You know, I think all relationships that you have with anybody, you know, whether that's in the workplace, friendships, even our family relationships, you know, are, are all designed to help us grow and progress. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I, you know, it's like, um, I like to think of it as the universe being just one big giant tapestry and that each of us are a thread within this tapestry. Um, you know, to me, that's a beautiful way to look at how we are all connected in some way. But along the way, I also learned that the tapestry, the picture doesn't always stay the same. No. <laughs> Sometimes it changes. Right. (laughs) Well, definitely. It's a bit like a movie screen. The the screen never changes, but, you know, the the, the actual movies and characters change on it. (laughs) Exactly. So there you go. That's a perfect example. You know, uh, we project things outside of ourselves because we can't see what's inside of us. And so relationships are a beautiful, wonderful way for us to see what's going on within ourselves by what we're drawing to ourselves, right? If you're drawing, you know, loving, kind people to you, that means that you're, you know, like kind of really balanced in the loving kindness space. So, and if you're drawing a lot of, uh, you know, nasty, unpleasant, negative, complaining people, then you need to just take a little step back. Don't ever feel guilty. Don't ever feel bad about yourself or negative about yourself, but just step back and say, okay, what is this trying to show me that I'm ready to heal? What is this trying to show me that I'm ready to let go of or that I'm ready to embrace fully? Mm. Okay. So would you say that's, um, I suppose 
If you feel like you've made a poor judgment about somebody you've recently had a relationship or may have even had a long-term relationship, but then they've let you down, um, what would you take that to mean in terms of what you'd say to yourself around that relationship, around that, oh, there's a sudden now distrust around this person? Uh, you mean someone that you've already had a relationship with? Yeah, whether that's a friendship, an association, or whether it's okay, a romantic so, well, relationship. It be, it, you know, there's two sides to every coin. So we really have to look at both sides. Actually, we want to, instead of looking at the two sides of the coin, we always want to look at it from the edge so we see both sides at the same time, right? But one side would be that it has served its purpose, and so it's time to move on, and it's becoming uncomfortable because it is time to move on, right? But we're trying to fit that round peg into that square hole mm. when we're supposed to lay the peg down and and find the square peg, <laughs> right? <laughs> so that could be one thing. That, or it could be that there's something in you that, um, that has come to a point within the relationship that you need to stop and look at what it is that you're, you yourself are doing that's creating the dysfunction. So it could be one or the other. And that's why I say, you know, everything in life is about balance, right? Yes. So if you look at it from the two sides, when you do that step back, it's like, am I just trying to um, push through something that should be, that I should let go of, or am I not looking at something that it's time for me to, change within myself that's great advice that, yeah definitely. that makes sense yeah it does make sense okay so what would be your tips for preparing yourself for attracting the one then sharon be yourself no learn know as much about yourself as you can and always go with your gut instinct always go with your feelings i i love years and years and years ago i heard the saying the the longest and hardest journey you will ever take in your life is from your head to your heart. Yeah. Actually, I love that. Yeah. I've, I've not actually yeah. ha- heard that it great? recently, but yeah, that's a great reminder for me to, to, um, to remember that phrase. Cause I, yeah, that's great. Exactly. So, you know, go into your heart space and, you know, whatever it is you believe in, you know, we all, I, most of us believe in something, um, that created everything that there is, um, you know, whatever it is for you, universe, higher power, higher self, you know, could be God, Allah, you know, whatever it is for you, I don't know. But whatever it is that you believe in that created you and everything around, go within your heart space and connect with that, right? Because when you do that, you just can't get it wrong. Mm-hmm. And when you always come from love, and you can't do that unless you have self-love, right? Yeah. So if you always if you always do it from love, you can't get it wrong. What are your, I, I mean, I've had loads of people sort of reinforce the message, you know, around self-love. Um, I'd just like to know your view, Sharon, on, on what would be your first steps, you know, to advise somebody to start that process? Because for some people it can be quite difficult, can't it? Right. Well, it depends on, um, you know, it's like um, I, I start. I think I started my spiritual journey late. I was 40. OK, um, so and I it was kind of like the universe put it in front of me. And and I had the opportunity at that point in time to accept it or not, because that's what our free will is all about. But I think working on self-love is learning to 
first of all, how do I understand myself? How do I stop? I was going to say take the blinders off, but how do I stop pretending that I'm someone that I'm not? You know, it's like we spend so much of our life um, being who we aren't rather than who we are. And one of the biggest, biggest tips I can give anybody that I learned along the way is that um, stop trying to overcome your weaknesses. Stop trying to fix, quote unquote, fix, learn the skills that you don't have. Focus on what is good and right and wonderful and just comes easily to you because that's who you really are. Definitely. You know, you can't be all things to everybody. You know, like you said, just play to your strengths and know that that's who you're meant to be. And you're so right when you say most of us go through our life, you know, and not being who we are. In other words, we're wearing a suit of armor that, you know, nobody can crack and and really see our heart is open or we're wearing a mask, you know, being a persona of who we're not. (laughs) Right. So, you know, you have to find what works for you. There's, uh, you know, there's so many different ways to um, work on yourself, self-help, self-love. You know, like I said, for me, the first one I found was, of course, in miracles. But, of course, I've I've done a ton, a ton, a ton of spiritual study, which I continue to, right? Mm. Um, But it's because as you, it's like peeling away the layers of an onion, you know, peeling away those to, to really get to the heart and the core. Um, but again, you know, it, it will always, always come back to how you feel and whether or not you're you're feeling it within that heart state. Yeah, most definitely. I, I love, as I said, what you said previously around the longest journey being from your mind to your heart. Um, exactly, because we can think ourselves out into oblivion, you know. Um, and that was one of my things in life was I used to always overthink things. I'm laughing because I had a boss and he'd come in and he he knew me well enough. He'd go, okay, Sharon, just give me the net net. Because he knew I wanted to go into my big old long story, right? And the reason we want to go into our big old long stories and explanations is because we want to be right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it comes from A Course in Miracle. A lot of people quote the saying, but that's where it comes from. But would you rather be right or happy? Yes. Yeah. 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 And we, but we want to be right. We don't care about. We 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 will negate that happiness because we're adamant about being right. And I always laugh. I say, you know, sometimes I know that I do want to be right, but I know that the price that I'm going to pay for that is I'm going to have to give up my peace. And when I give up my peace, I give up my happiness. Definitely. And and isn't that the truth when it comes to intimate relationships? Because sometimes, you know what, especially as, as, as women, you know, we can be quite, and act quite superior to our men and um, want to be right. But, you know, like you said, is it better to be right and lose the intimacy and connection or is it better to be happy and, and maintain it? Well, you know, it could be, would you rather be right or anything? Yes. <laughs> would you rather be right or happy? Would you rather be right or rich? Would you rather be right or married? Would you rather be right? You know what I mean? We, <laughs> so it's like, we want it. Be, so we want to be right so bad um, and I realized this years ago also, uh, you know, when you've been, when you've been on earth long enough, it, you learn stuff and it gets, you just get it on a deeper level the further you go. Yes. But in my family, uh, my family would argue, it took me a while to get this, but 
nobody was arguing really if you think about this to be right it was because they the reason we want to be right is because we don't want to be wrong <laughs> okay so if you will give yourself permission and i tell people this all the time when i became successful in life i gave myself permission to be wrong number one and the second thing i did was i gave myself permission to not know mm. i don't know everything i can be wrong you know so what yeah and you know it's 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 okay to make mistakes and, and don't beat yourself up about it. You know, we all do it. We all make mistakes. Right. Even if, like you say, we've been on this journey donkey's years as we both have, you know, there are times where you catch yourself making a mistake or, or you know, falling into that te next test and, and, and thinking, yeah, I just failed that one. <laughs> right, right. And well, the trick is, what do you do about it? Like, do you... There's a gift within every experience, Definitely. you know, and this is what I teach my clients is you don't, uh, there's really no right or wrong anyway. It's all a matter of perception. But, so you have to look for the gift within. And if you can look for the gift within, then you don't judge yourself as right or wrong. That's true. There's always a blessing on the back of every stressing is, is I think, a good, uh, good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's always a silver lining. It doesn't necessarily feel like it if you're feeling really challenged or, you know, uh, really under the weather or, or heartbroken or whatever you might be at the moment. But, um, you know, if you are going through some negative emotions, just know they're temporary. You know, you will come through the other yeah. side and you'll be a lot wiser and stronger for the experience. Exactly. Don't let it define you. You know, I, I laugh because, uh, you know, it's like I, I have a, a client recently, she said, she said, well, you're happy all the time. I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> you just don't see me when I'm not because I just allow myself to move through it. You have to let it move through you, right? Definitely. And, and what happens, Lynn, and, and this is what I tell myself, you know, it's the old saying, and I love this because it'll become my mantra for the day if I'm having a, like a really crappy time, um, this too shall pass. There is nothing in your life that you've been through stuff already right mm. and you you've gone through it you've lived through it and and you're still here so you're going to go through stuff and you're going to still be here so just let it move through you don't let it define you and just keep telling yourself this too shall pass because it will definitely and i think there's a difference between pain and suffering because you know if you do have a challenge it can be a short-term pain but it can and actually inspire you to take action and progress the suffering only happens if you allow it to hang around that pain to to you know define you like you said right and back to the whole thing about knowing you're learning yourself and learning self-love when you're in pain like that and you're struggling and you're suffering say okay i you are the creator of your own experience and i, and I know people don't like to hear that because then they you know no no you know but you but if you if you will own that and you will take responsibility not to the point of being your own perpetrator right mm. but if you will take the responsibility that when you're feeling the pain and the suffering and the struggle that you'll stop and you'll say, what am I trying to learn here? What am I trying to show myself? What is it I am ready to release? Because I have found that energetically, when we're holding on to something that we should be releasing, that's what causes most of the struggle, Definitely. right? Yeah. And if you can't do it yourself, and most of the time, if you're in that, if you're down in the rabbit hole, right, you can't pull yourself back out, then reach out, hire somebody to help you, call a friend, do whatever it needs, do whatever you need to do to reconnect to whatever it is you believe in, right? So find a way back to your heart space. 
Because if you're in pain and suffering, I will guarantee you, you are so far away from your heart space that, you know, you might need to take four or five trains to get back, right? (laughs) So do what you need to do to find your way back and just make that your focus. I never thought about this before, but that would be a wonderful thing when you're in pain to tell yourself this too may pass, but also say, okay, my focus, now my intention is going to find my, my way back to my heart space. Definitely. It's about thinking about some really powerful, empowering questions to ask yourself when you're in that space, isn't it? What am I, what am I meant to know? What am I meant to learn? How can I reconnect, you know, to my heart, heart space to, to help me move past or through this in a way that's going to, you know, leave me feeling a whole lot better and happier about where I'm, I'm heading. Exactly. Yeah, because we've all been there. We've all, you know, when I when I first when I was facilitating a class and um, specifically, and of course, in miracles, I started getting abused women, and I sat there and I thought, okay, this is kind of weird because you know, I mean, my husband is just like the most wonderful man. He would never never harm a woman, and uh, and I realized soon, you know, shortly thereafter, it was because I could I could help them from because I was holding that space for them that I wasn't where they were. But I'll never forget one day I was sitting there and I thought, you know, people who are on the spiritual path um, always have this thing in, about forgiveness. And yes, it's true. We do. We do. Forgiveness is the key to healing. OK, but so women would have these men abusing them, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever it was. And they would go, but I have to forgive him. So one day I was sitting there and I said, OK, so let's talk about that for a minute. <clears throat> If someone is abusing you on any, anywhere, any way, shape or form on some level, not a conscious level, because if you're consciously aware of it, you don't do it. Right. Mm. But on some level, they are feeling guilty. Okay. So a man is really, you know, for whatever reasons, he had a terrible childhood, you know, so he, he hits the woman and of course, then he feels, you know, you know, the cycle of abuse anyway. Yes. So, but on some level, the person, the abuser feels guilty on a spiritual level, not here in the conscious level. Right. Yeah. So if you're, if you are, if you as the person allowing it, if you are, what you're doing by allowing it is giving them the gift of guilt, how are you helping them? Mm. Right. So that's, that's the whole thing about we, we're not supposed to be doormats. No. Right. And when you get into that self-love, I love this always goes back to self-love. Right. So when you get into that space of self-love, you would never let anybody do that. Not not in, from an ugly place. You can you can hold somebody accountable for their actions from a very loving space. It's just you are so confident. Your confidence. Right. Comes from your authenticity. So you are so confident, you you just don't allow it. Exactly. You automatically have those boundaries in place. And like you said, you know, you're coming from a place of love, not fear. I think it's when we start living in a place of fear and have those beliefs around, you know, and maybe not consciously that I'm not deserving of anything better or I'm, I'm not worth anything better. And that all comes from a place of fear. And, and so that that's what will show up in your life and you'll attract a partner that will reinforce those things. Right. So you better love yourself. You know, listen, I just thought I'd say this too, is that, um, and this was before I even did any spiritual studies, right? But um, the only person you have to live with guaranteed your entire life is who? Yourself. yourself. Yeah. So, so you better love yourself because you're going to be with you 
from the day you're born until the day you die. Right. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you feel though in the world today, Sharon, that there is a shift towards, you know, people becoming more and more aware of um, the personal development path and is it more of a shift now towards love and peace than, than ever before? It's one of the good things that technology has done for us. Yes. Right? Because it's, a, it's now, it's a global economy, but it's also, um, you know, like a smaller neighborhood. So therefore, you know, like years ago, uh, you had to, you know, physically just happen to run into somebody and them just happen to mention it. You know, now uh, people can search all over the internet. And, and so there's so many, this is the best way to say it. It's, there's so many more opportunities for uh, universal love to plant those seeds, mm. right? Yes. So yeah, I think there's so many, you know, what really, really excites me is, uh, you know, I have a lot of millennials um, that are coming my way and I just, I love that because when I was that age, eh, I was, I was busy, you know, doing what I thought I was supposed to do in life. You know, let me have a kid. Let me be super mom. Let me, you know, let me be super wise, super mom, you know, all of that. And uh, now, nowadays I find that the younger folks, um, they, they're searching with, with a more hunger, right? Mm. It's, it's, they're hungrier to, to find the answer to that wholeness to feeling whole and to feeling complete. And the way you do that is by learning about yourself and learning about the love of the universe and, you know, what it is that makes the world go round. Absolutely. And I, I'm excited, you know, to see where the next few decades take this shift, you know, more towards this conscious way of living and, and it's aspiring to be, <clears throat> you know, more in, in touch with our heart and living, a, a, you know, continuously from that place of love not fear exactly so exciting times ahead sharon absolutely i'm glad i I got to see it and be a little part of it (laughs) me too right on that note as we're coming up to the end um in terms of time available sharon i'd love for you to just give our listeners some contact information i'll make sure your bio and the contact information is put in our show notes but for the benefit of anybody listening right now uh would you be able to give us one or two points of contact for yourself if people are interested in learning more about what you do yes okay so my website is sharonhess.com took me a long time to come up with that name So, uh, yeah, so it's S-H-A-R-O-N-H-E-S-S, and that's S is in Sam. Um, that's my website. I also have a YouTube channel, and it's Sharon Hess Videos. It's YouTube.com slash Sharon Hess Videos. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and most of the play like Facebook and LinkedIn, it's Sharon K. My middle initial K is in key. Has uh, so facebook.com slash Sharon K. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for that. It's been a really, really, really interesting discussion. I've really thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, I have too, as well, Lynn. I thank you so, so much. And to anybody who's listening, I just would say if you're here and you're listening to this, it's because you're ready to hear it. So um, do what you need to do to tap into and find that self love. Most certainly. 
It's a really key message. I think that has been, you know, a consistent thread, no matter whether that's been from myself delivering stuff in solo episodes or whether I've been, you know, on an episode where I've been in discussion with my guests. It's a really constant, consistent theme. So hopefully with that being consistently reinforced, <laughs> I'm hoping people are starting to think, you know what, there's something in this <laughs> self-love exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly. Right. On that note, I'm going to wish all my audience and listeners a very, very, very great day. And remember, true love starts with opening your hearts. Goodbye for now. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.